0: they want to like be incognito about their alcoholism? I don't know.
1: <laughs> because every Hallmark movie is the exact same movie with a different cast.
0: Okay. God, why, you should not laugh at that. Do
1: not be <laughs> proud No one laughs. No one should be encouraging this. I'm Ashley. Hi Megan.
0: And this is Wine and Dine. And Dine.
1: Clink, clank, whatever plastic sounds make. Uh-huh. <laughs> hello, hello. Welcome to our book episode for the month of January on Wine and Dine. Yes. I'm
0: Megan. I'm Ashley.
1: And if you guys were following along with us, you should know that we just finished reading *Serpent and Dove* by Shelby which I've decided her last name is pronounced Mahirin because I feel mm. like that makes her sound very fancy. I, I agree with you. I think that's a good way to do that. Shelby, if somehow you ever stumble across this podcast and that's not how you say your name, please don't <laughs> correct me. I've decided that's what I want it to be now. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> i kidding.
0: I have not met the author, but uh, the author did come to Franklin uh, and visit the Wild Geese Bookshop. Of course she did. And, and she, she signed amazing. a lot of the books Um, i think actually all the books there that were pre-ordered and sold so if you want to get your own copy and you are in the johnson county area here in indiana please stop by and ask for a signed copy of serpent and dove they also have the second book also in stock called blood Blood and 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 honey Which I will definitely be reading, but that's a whole
1: nother topic. We will get to
0: why we are addicted. Thank you very much, Shelby. So good. Oh my god. So <laughs> all right. So I, I wanted to honestly start. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I want to start. I want to start by just opening thoughts because, as you know, if you have been listening to us in the past, we give spoilers. So right now, we're yes. just going to go in our opening thoughts. We will not give spoilers in our opening thoughts. Yet. But we will get there. Oh, no. We will tell you when to when to not listen if you decide this is not for you. I mean, I'm not going
1: to tell you to leave. <laughs> but, like, if you were planning on listening to this after you read the book, now mm-hmm. is a very bad time to read it, If you're to listen, if you have not read it. So, pause. It will be here later. Just, yes. We're yes. going to spoil some stuff. Yeah.
0: But opening thoughts, I think our predictions we're spot on. spot on we we honestly said i think this is going to be a solid four at least and yes it is a solid four oh 4.5 technically is what i rated it i gave it a 4.6 because i thought
1: 4.5 was too low oh <laughs> but five is five is a little too much okay but four point five was still too low, so mm-hmm. I just upped it to four point six, and it made me happy.
0: Yeah, on my Goodreads, though, unfortunately, they don't give they, half. Don't, they don't give you that. They no. don't give the half stars, so it'll it'll be a solid four. But it's really a four point five. I couldn't do a five, and I have my reasons for that, and I'm Same. sure you do too. I do too. Um, but I, the the motifs that are in this book, I have now consolidly can confirm. This is my, like, niche. I didn't know that this was my niche. And now
1: this is, like, what I, I want more of this. I know, right? I need more. Not just this particular, like, book series people. Yeah. I need more enemies to lovers tropes. I didn't know I I, I didn't it.
0: know that was my thing. Because there's so many, like, tropes out there when it comes to romance novels. But, man. Oh, my God. I <laughs> love this trope oh yes. look first of all shelby did an
1: amazing job she did straight up y'all mm, i i have so few complaints mm-hmm. about this book yes and so much i need. and and i don't think it's ruining it by telling you that it ends on just a little bit of a cliffhanger
0: I think we, I don't
1: want to. Well, and I'm not spoiling anything, but all I'm saying is sometimes cliffhangers make me angry. We discussed that yes. in a previous podcast yeah. because if you don't do a cliffhanger right, I don't want to read the next book. I'm just
0: I feel mad like it, at it, you. It doesn't set up for next book. You want you want your cliffhanger to not only entice your readers to go out and buy that next book, but also set it up in a way to where it leaves you going well shit yeah oh no like like, what are we gonna do i don't have the other book and the library says it's out for another six weeks well shit i guess i'm gonna go buy it she nailed the cliffhanger she nailed most of the book she nailed most of the book yeah but
1: the cliffhanger was if if you guys wanted didn't understand what i meant by like you have Mm -hmm. to have the proper cliffhanger Mm -hmm. this book will exist will will tell you what a proper cliffhanger should be Mm -hmm. i if i could just rate the end of the book just Mm -hmm. the cliffhanger Mm -hmm. five out of five Perfect cliffhanger.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And then they to add not only do you have the friends to lovers trope, which is pretty much I feel like the main the main drive. Yes. You also add that layer of, um, church versus witches. Yes. And I liked that undercurrent mm-hmm. through the whole book. I really thought that that added to the friends to lovers mm-hmm. tropes. So good on you there for just picking great. Because without giving Great spoilers,
1: idea. the whole the whole point
0: of the book, like on the back of the book, it, it if just it says it on says, the back of the book, then it's yes. not a spoiler. It's not yes. a
1: spoiler. It's just that a witch and a witch hunter are forced into holy matrimony, and I'm like, what? First of all, how does that even happen? Obviously, the book explains that, but mm-hmm. like, what? The- <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it was
0: so good. It was very very good.
1: Overall I'm gonna... thoughts are two thumbs up. Uh-huh. I need more. Yes. All right.
0: Final call. Any other opening thoughts before we do this? We're going to spoil. Let
1: me see what I have in my notes that wouldn't spoil
0: anything just to see. Because I don't think I can say anything. I can't say anything else. And I'm itching to start. Or I'm squirming to start. Maybe that's a better All all I'll say is like a part of my overall reading. Because that doesn't spoil anything. Like
1: it hit my needs. So even though I didn't give it a perfect five. And I'll explain why later. Yeah. I didn't put it down. It didn't feel slow, even when something crazy wasn't happening. Okay. I automatically, not automatically, but I definitely felt attached to the characters and the world that they had built. Yes. I thought her writing style and format of how she wrote the book was excellent. It was done Mm -hmm. very well. Yes. And I need more (laughs) yes so yes okay now i will stop so from here on out if you continue to listen to the non-spoilers and you don't want to be spoiled please leave i love you thank you for listening but go away now
0: (laughs) three two one spoil okay (laughs) i'm gonna open up because you made a point in your opening that you thought the book didn't run slow Mm -hmm. okay i think the only slow part in the book was the opening Those first few chapters where we get to, we see Lou right at the beginning, I thought were really bizarre, really kind of, like, not good, like, I feel like it was one of those, like, if she was gonna storyboard it, she had everything plotted out, but she just needed for somehow, some way to, like, get us to the point in the theater where Lou circumnavigates him into... Committing atrocity, but she still followed the third act rule because everything mm. that she set up in the beginning,
1: the people, down to the shopkeep and the in the hot buns, yeah, like that are in the beginning. She brought them back. No, I've the, I've, I've, the act, fluidity still, like, is she's good. She still, I don't. I can agree with you to a point because I was like, when, "Where's the witchcraft? Where's the?" Where's the magic? Where's the crazy? I know, and
0: but we I mean, we got to see a little of that when they went to go steal the ring. Yes, and I was but just that like, didn't happen
1: until like what chapter three? Like three the first yeah. the first two chapters are just slow. So you're getting introduced to Lou mm-hmm. and her best friend Coco and their friend it starts with a B. I don't remember his name. Bass. Bass. Yes. Bastion. Yeah. Um. So they're in a shop, and for some reason Lou. And Coco are dressed as men. And they're pulling off being yeah, dressed as yeah.
0: men. Um, well, and they give reason as to why they dress like men.
1: Yeah. They can, like, they it, can go it's around easier, more unnoticed. Yeah,
0: it's easier for them to move about. It's easier for them to do what they do, which they're thieves. Yes. So being being a man is is easier for them. and Even though the local madam, because they're both very beautiful, the local madam has
1: asked them several times to join her brothel. Mm. Um, So by no means, just because they're passing as men, are you supposed to think that either of these women are unattractive? Mm. Um, Lou likes hot buns, which I'm assuming are kind of like
0: cinnamon rolls, maybe? That's kind of what I was picturing them as. So uh, what threw me for a loop here. Just by like create, and don't get me wrong, I love the world creation here. But they're in some sort of French, not France itself, but they speak French, yes. And if it was a hot bun, it would be some sort of sticky bun, yeah, or it would have been, um, not baguettes, what's the little croissant puff pastries smothered in powdered sugar and honey. And it's a big thing in New Orleans here in the states. And beignets, Beignets. there. Ah, I I don't know what you're talking about, but that makes sense. Honestly,
1: I didn't realize that later until I was doing some research, and I'll talk about the research that I did Mm -hmm. later. Because yes, I wanted to know so much more to the fact that I started researching things on it. Okay, so like, yes. But it makes sense that it would be set in France because most of the lore
0: Mm -hmm. surrounding
1: some of the characters that we'll get into are all French. Yes. So it makes sense that they would be in a French type
0: place. And I gave her porn. I loved that. I liked that idea because it gave that like hunchback of Notre Dame Uh kind of feel through the book. And I just, I loved it. I just, I thought that the beginning was really slow. Something that kind of threw me off. Is at the beginning she makes it feel like the Chaucers mm-hmm. don't live in the city, when in fact they do live in the city, but still separate. I see. Here is the thing: I thought that they traveled around, and they didn't have like I knew they'd have like an epicenter. Yeah, but I figured I the way she made it sound like in the beginning is that they they just travel, they just go around the the country and and do acts for the mm-hmm. church. However, what it actually turns out to be is that they're basically nuclear in that one in that city, one city. Mm-hmm. and that's not what the setup in the beginning made it sound like. Because they enter in with the king and the king, the queen, and the prince, mm-hmm. and they were coming back from like a traveling jaunt, and it just it was weird. So at first, I thought that too. Until,
1: um, so let's just since we're kind of telling this in order. Lou is dressed as a man, and she's leaving a shop. A big parade is breaking out because the king, queen, and the king's son are, are all going to be put on display in this parade-type setting. They're thing. coming back from a jaunt. Of- Lou wants to get out, and there's a Chaucer standing in the doorway. Chaucers are witch hunters, by the way. I think you guys probably figured that out, but just in case you didn't, they're they're the witch hunters. <laughs> He's standing in the door. She tries to squeeze out, and he feels a man, who he thinks is a man, uh, pushing on him, so he decks him in the face, as you do. (laughs) I didn't quite understand that. I didn't
0: understand that either. It was just like one of those, yeah, that's exactly how you handle that As he's trying
1: to pick Lou up, and Lou is like, dude, you decked me, or whatever. It dawns on him, you're a girl. And she was (laughs) like, wow, well spotted. And he wants to press her further about it. But some stuff breaks out in the crowd and she's able to get away. Right. So, the whole reason that the Chaucers are there is because it's their job, hmm. even though it is also to work for the church and to clear the world of witchcraft, because thou shalt not suffer a witch to live, yep. is to protect the royal family. That's their sole duty. So then it became, it made more sense that they would be in the city because the royal family is in the city.
0: Yeah, I mean, it does make sense. Like, after a while, I'm just saying that first entry into the story, there was a lot of things that just didn't make sense. That didn't make sense. Why was he going to start pressing questions about why Lou was dressed as a man? Like, she doesn't fit the witch persona. That yeah. we were originally told about, and
1: Chaucers are different from like policemen right there are still policemen in this story. and yeah. I don't remember what they're called, but they're not called policemen, but mm-hmm. anyway, they're but
0: constables,
1: constables, yes, so like it, even if he did suspect her of being like a thief or a vagrant or whatever they could have arrested her for for being dressed as a man like she doesn't smell like a witch apparently witches have smells mm-hmm. um and lou like an is, overly
0: sickly sweet kind of smell. yeah
1: and lou is noted all the time of smelling of cinnamon mm-hmm. um so because
0: she takes precautions
1: she takes precautions and she does not practice magic you will find out why later mm-hmm. you don't know at this point so i won't say anything yeah um but for some reason, Lou is a witch, and she does not practice magic. Therefore, she doesn't have that lingering
0: that smell. smell of having used or been around magic right. lately. Um, so she gets away. Yeah. She goes and flees to the rooftop. The um, The Blanche witch coven does show up mm-hmm. and does attempt to kill the king. And our main male character, Reed, Reed. saves the king From him and John Luke, his douche of a best friend. I wouldn't say John Luke is even in that. I mean, like he's holding off the. He's remember he's the he when uh,
1: Reed notices Mm -hmm. the witch. He realizes that John Luke and one other Chaucer are the only two that are actually remembering that their job is the was the was to save the royal family. Because when the coven attacked, all the other Chaucers like took off individually instead of protecting their yeah. job
0: no, you know what i mean right. well, we get introduced then to our main villain or one of our main villains i guess is what i would say um the her name is morgan uh, leblanc yeah. yep well her name is morgan lefay but she's the madame de blanc madame de blanc yeah which honestly i just put Le- morgan leblanc yeah in my kind of notes put them together um but i did put a star next to that because i was like that is very
1: celtic well, not only that, but Morgan Le Fay, If you guys remember anything from your King Arthur lore, she's the witch. Uh, was the the witch that apprenticed under Merlin, who like gives art, like helps Arthur all the time. She's the one that enchanted Excalibur in the first place. So, yeah. um, I, immediately when I saw that, I was like, "Okay, this is where yeah, we're no, going." Yeah, no, I was like, all let's, right. "Let's do this,"
0: <laughs> because she's one of the most notorious females. I feel like. In in literature, like if anybody goes Morgan Le Fay or Morgan Frey, yeah, I almost I feel like everybody kind of like a light bulb goes off in their head and goes, "That's a bad person." Yes, which honestly, because everything is written by men mm-hmm. in that time period, yes, because of how smart and cunning and manipulative she is, she's unfortunately painted as a bad person. Mm-hmm. Granted, yes, she does do horrible tragedies towards the end of King Arthur's story, but that's more or less In the beginning she started off as
1: being benevolent and then she and Guinevere had some beef and then after that it just went downhill. So, yeah. so it was
0: is a whole thing. But I I thought that was interesting as a little nod, but I immediately pegged Lou as a blanc. I immediately did it. I was just like within the first like twenty five percent I'm like Lose a blanc. See, and I definitely
1: did not I knew well I knew she had to have been, which I mean I'm I, I think you're pronouncing it right, it's Blanc, but the whole time I was reading it I was like Blanche. Um blanc. because it's B L A N C H E, right? Blanc. Yeah. Um, and basically that just means that you're a witch that gets their magic from the earth. Yes. And at this point we haven't
0: seen Lou do magic. Which honestly, if you if you do know any French their last name is the word white or it is very close to the word white
1: yeah so, so like she white witch they
0: are a white witch and white witches are typically nature
1: witches yes um, and i think a lot of people like get that confused because they're like oh white witches are good witches and dark witches are bad witches and it's like no it's just kind of where
0: you draw your power and it's also what you do with your power too, yes. which is explained very much in this book which huge i huge lo- part of the book i like that um so, but i don't feel like it honestly picked up until uh, that scene honestly for me and well there's that that was a good scene but i feel like it didn't honestly start to move at a really good pace until uh lou is spotted in the playhouse by reed yes and, and he, tries, he to her. tries to confront her and there is a chase And honestly, when I was reading the chase, I didn't honestly think, oh, she's gonna lead him to the front of the stage and make him have a scene. I don't think she planned it. I don't think she planned it either. She just wanted to get away and just unfortunately this happened. She falls on the stage
1: after their tussle because she's fighting him tooth and nail. Like Lou is definitely that type of character where I'm like, Yes, girl, get it. Mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. But like she gets up there, and she's slightly bruised, and her hair is all disheveled, and her dress is worn, and she's kind of exposed.
0: He basically ripped her dress to shed. And
1: one of the dancers in the ballet for the performance is, like, shouting that he's abusing this poor woman, and someone help her, and everyone in the audience is so, like, shocked, and, oh my god, Sacra Blue, how can he do this, blah blah blah. <laughs> and then the Archbishop shows up.
0: Archbishop.
1: And I just felt like this guy was bad news from the get-go. Like, ooh, Did you really? I did. Like, automatically had such disdain for this man. And I can't even pinpoint really? a reason why. Just automatically was like, nope, don't
0: like you. Don't like you at all. I, I get it. I'm right there in the same boat with you, honestly. Because I when we see him after the attack on the royal family. He's not your average like grumpy old man. He seems like he's in his mid 40s, almost 50s, but his entitlement is very much there. Mm-hmm. Like he is entitled. He is you know, a god. Mm-hmm. But then again, we're seeing him through Reed's eyes. yes So that kind of made sense, but at the same time, like there's just something about him That Shelby does an amazing job of just putting that sour taste in your mouth. Yes. And for some reason, you can't put your finger on it. I mean, it becomes more relevant later why we would honestly dislike him. but in this moment. It makes no sense. But what he does is he just basically, I mean, he saves Reed's reputation as well as his own and the name of Chaucer's, but the outcome is that Reed has to marry Lou. Yeah, they lie to all the people there, and he was
1: like, "This woman was being punished by her husband, and she's mm-hmm. making a big spectacle out of it, mm-hmm. and everyone just go about and mind your business." And immediately, all the men in the crowd are like, "Oh, okay."
0: Well, and most there are of the still, women in the crowd, most though. of the
1: women do too. But there are a couple women, especially that dancer, that's just like Ellie. Yeah, I'm like, ooh,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. trust you, yeah no and I, I agree with Ali. some there the way that that was handled you could t- it just screamed t- cover up mm-hmm. like 100% cover up scream it let's do this but you have to remember at the time and
1: when I was doing my research I kind of figured out a rough timeline of mm-hmm. when this would have had to have happened okay um, and I won't explain why yet I thought it was like 1800s it is 1600s late 1600s okay. okay and the only reason I know that is because of the the cliffhanger in the end because the cliffhanger part of the end, the person that is mentioned, was mm-hmm. very, very big in the scene in France between sixteen seventy seven and sixteen eighty two. So this Look would have, I know. I know. So we're working with like a five year period here. So like That's I've awesome. narrowed it down. So That's awesome. I do know. Uh, so this could be a couple years earlier than that, you know. You, you don't know, like maybe it's like working. Up I don't know to when the, this person the becomes. Way,
0: the way Coco pretty much drops the mic there at the end of the book makes it seem like she was already known. Yeah, yeah. she's already known. She she basically like teases it to them. So I'm thinking like maybe
1: 1670,
0: and that would make sense because that's still at the height of kind of like the medieval. Realm, mm-hmm. and
1: I mean, it also makes sense for the time period in terms of the witch panic yes. because the witch panic starts in Europe, mm-hmm. comes back to America, and then finishes in Europe. It's like yes. it, it's, there's like a resurgence, yes. Um, so it makes sense for the time, yeah. But anyway, so they get married
0: mm-hmm. because of reasons well, to save everybody's butt, like they can't just let Lou free. Yes. And they can't because if they let Lou just run amok Reed is now going to be damned. He's not going to be able to do what the bishop wants him to do which is honestly to become a bishop himself. Yes in the end he's not going
1: to get any respect at this point this is also the only way that lou doesn't go to jail because i cannot believe we skipped over this oh yeah yeah lou is in search of a magic ring in Mm -hmm. the beginning and so they you know we've already said she's a thief yeah and what they go to steal is this magic Magic ring. ring uh the madam at the brothel is having a meeting with a guy Um, who has the ring who has the ring and she's in another room with two of the Madam's goons Mm. um, Andre and Gru bad hombres (laughs) Um, and uh, she finds out where it is Mm. they go to steal and someone had already tipped off the constables that they were going to be there and uh, the Chaucer was already in the area and he recognized Lou so he knows it's her that's why he's after her in the first place yeah so, this keeps Lou from going to jail, mm-hmm. and this keeps Reed from soiling the name of Chaucer's and having to resign and all yeah. that other fun jazz. So, I mean, I get it that it's beneficial for both of them, Yeah, but I was like,
0: yeah, no, really? Yeah. <laughs> it kind of brings us up to speed. Uh, Coco, um, Lou tells Coco to get out of the city because they're going to start looking for her. She goes to live with Reed. And honestly, within those chapters, there's a lot of witty banter. There's a lot of interesting things that happen. Yes. However, I wouldn't say they are, like, plotline necessities that happen. I see that as almost the same
1: in the beginning. It's good filler. It's almost like it's a secondary world builder. Okay, Mm -hmm. we've introduced you to Lou's world. Okay, we've introduced you to all that. Now let us deep dive into Reed's world and really get it. Do I appreciate it later, having learned all of that? Yes, it built the world so beautifully. Mm -hmm. But I I agree with you
0: that for a little bit, I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, what, where? Let's keep it moving, let's keep it moving, let's keep it moving. Where's my crazy? I know, like, but, and I like the witty banter that is filler in that part, but I honestly think the next plot point to really, like, stand out is when Ansel, Lou gets away from her Bodyguard. Now bodyguard. body he doesn't coach.
1: trust her with good reason, so he yeah. gives her a bodyguard.
0: His name is Ansel, and I love him. He's such I a cutie. Um, but Ansel is trying to show Lou around the tower, and Lou sees this iron spiral and knows, okay, that's not from the original build. That's something that's gotten added. And she gets away from Ansel and just runs up that spiral like nonstop crazy. And And it turns
1: out it's a medical ward.
0: Yeah, it's a medical ward. A magical medical ward. Magical medical ward. And I love how she like stumbles into the room and Coco's standing there. I literally started scribbling in my notes. I'm like, Coco never left, what the hell is going on? I don't know what's going on. What the heck?
1: But she's so brilliant. Yeah. So Coco wanted to make sure that she was protected. She wanted to make sure that Lou was protected. Mm-hmm. So she knew that there was another girl that was supposed to go there and start trying to help heal a healer. Mm-hmm. And so she uses her own magic, which turns out to be blood magic, yep. which is different from... The, it's different
0: from there. They, it has different rules. Yes. It's a self-sustaining magic. And Yeah. Because the one thing
1: that they've already explained at this point is like... It's a give and take. So, Lou's magic. Say mm-hmm. you want to blind, so- you want to blind someone for the time mm-hmm. being. Well, in order to do that, you might have to give up one of the sight out of your eyes for the, you know, for that time. Mm-hmm. Or when Lou's trying to pick a lock, she ends up breaking her pinky finger to do it. She has to give a part of herself right. in order to get what she wants. And later, she's able to find some loopholes around it that aren't so damaging to her own body, but that through the help of Coco. Yeah, yeah. with Coco's magic as long as she's got a heartbeat she's good but she has yeah. to be able to mix her blood into like potions to get it to work yeah.
0: which uh, i mean yeah. i thought that was a cool i liked that that was different i like that it wasn't just your you got one kind of witch and that's it and yes. that's all there is um something that i wanted to note here and i don't know if you felt the same way that I really enjoyed the shock of Coco still being in the tower. Yes. I thought that was very well executed. I loved that detail. I loved how, you know, Coco is a true friend to Lou. She's not just going to let her friend up and get hanged. Yeah. For no reason. Um, and I really like that. I thought Shelby did a great job on executing that shock and all. However, slightly going after, we have the Coco shock. There is a second shock that we get, and, I mean, I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, um, but when Ansel finds out that Lou's a witch. He, he doesn't say anything. Well, so. here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, I, not to interrupt you, I'm sorry, um, but, like, so what happens is the dancer in the, the theater house um, basically recognizes Lou mm-hmm, and attacks Lou and Reed, and Reed is able to knock Ellie unconscious and they burn Ellie at the at the stake. And as Ellie burns, Lou takes on some of that pain and starts having basically a seizure. Yeah. A, a very, very bad seizure. And Ansel is there because Ansel is always with Lou. He is her protector. And that's kind of where this story, like the way Shelby writes that... I literally stopped. I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait!" She's having this seizure, and then we immediately cut to Reed, like going, "Oh, thank God you're awake! Everything's okay!" And then, like, Ansel just knows. Well, and I, I, I didn't like it. I, I love like like the it. way she did
1: it because, and, and I think if we if we go back just a little bit, mm-hmm. maybe maybe I can convince you. Maybe. Okay, Maybe. Con- convince me. So, when you get to the tower um, with Coco, and, and you realize it's a medical ward, they finally explain to you that the reason that Lou is on her own, she's not with a coven or anything, is that apparently she was supposed to be sacrificed as a teenager to save all of the witches. Um, her mom, Morgan, mm-hmm. we find this out too, Yeah. Um, we her mom figured out a spell Mm -hmm. in which she could end the bloodline of the royal kingdom right by ending her own bloodline so she raised
0: this babe
1: uh, she she raised raised lou Lou. up till she was 16 and then she was supposed to sacrifice her Mm -hmm. on some big night
0: it's basically like the winter solstice
1: well, Lou figured out a loophole, which we don't exactly know what it was yet, and even though her mom stabbed her, Lou survived, and uh, then... split her throat. Yeah, and then Lou ran. hmm And has not been back for two years. Yeah. And so, the reason that Ellie attacks her... <laughs> is because ellie's a witch of that coven and she's like we could end all of the suffering we could end all of the Chaucers coming after us like you're supposed to do this this was your honor like mm-hmm. and lou's like it's not an honor like what are you talking yeah, about and she yeah. goes if it's like i love her thought process it's, it's if it's such an honor then you do it like <laughs> um and ellie comes back with i would if i could yeah i would if i could but i can't yeah um and anyway, so that's why she attacks her. She gets burned at the stake. and even though this girl attacked her, Lou understands why she did it. Mm-hmm. So she took all of her pain pain away. Ansel, you have to remember, is only sixteen.
0: This and the, is true.
1: the only reason that he is in with the Chaucers is because the Archbishop helped raise him because he was also an orphan just like Reed was. Mm. So he feels obligated, but he hasn't been as indoctrinated as everyone else has.
0: No, and I and I understand that what I didn't like is how they just kind of like, and now Ansel knows. Yeah. See, I there's a part of me that likes it just
1: because I felt like it was up to interpretation. Because the way that I imagined it is, mm-hmm. okay, okay, she has had her fit, mm-hmm. whether it was like a screaming thing or a seizure or whatever, mm-hmm. she has a fit. That's how they describe it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ansel's going to have to take her somewhere. He just saw her do it. Who's he going to take her to? Coco. Coco, who he has a huge crush on,
0: Yeah, is then
1: going to be like, Ansel, look. Mm-hmm. This this this, this happened. She's a witch. This is why she did it. See, she didn't want to hurt anyone. She literally took her pain away from her. That's all she did. Yeah. And Ansel was like, "What? So witches are good?" And everything I've been told is a lie. And she's like, "Yeah." And then he's like, "Okay." And then kept it a secret because what else no, do you like, need at
0: that point? Uh, no, i And he goes on at the end when when everything comes to boil is she was my friend. Yeah. And. The argument is witches can't be friends, which is like this love. one is my friend, exactly. She can, she's different, like, yeah.
1: And so, yeah, after after her fit, Reed they haven't really gotten along at this point, they're always mm-hmm. constantly vying for power between the two of them, right? Because Lou does not want to be controlled by a man, and no. he wants an obedient wife, you know. And yes. he, not only that though, but he. Look, can we just talk about Reed for a second? Yeah, no. Can we just talk, talk about Reed let Let's, for a let's talk about Reed. Let me that open six, my notes back up. Six
0: foot five strapping redhead. Mm. Can we scream Irish
1: blood? Um, literally, the only thing I could think the entire time is if you guys have watched the series Outlander, which if you haven't, you <laughs> should, all I could think of was Jamie the whole time. And so oh, I was like, mm, oh my gosh. Mm, yes, please. So you were thinking more. of Sam Hewen? Yes yes I was I think of Sam Hewen often like I'm not gonna lie about that at all he's a very attractive
0: Um, he's very handsome yes
1: but I literally have a whole page that just says can we talk about Reed
0: (laughs) I think this is a great point to talk about Reed Um, let's talk about Reed and then we can talk about okay before you talk about Reed I don't know if this will be a part of what you're saying I feel like the start of their turning point was when she goes to mass with with him yeah and there's a part it's on page 194 to 195 um bishop is reading a scripture and there's something that really sticks out to and Lou. he's saying a lot
1: of things in latin as catholics do yeah and she doesn't really understand the translation She doesn't.
0: yeah so retranslate something for her which basically means our lives reflect our hearts it's something like water reflects water and glass reflects glass
1: or mm-hmm. something hmm and Oh, I liked that though because even though she was I, I being that obstinate down and, and sarcastic and I wrote that so, down like,
0: and started and I was like this is going to be what the story is honestly about yeah. what we do within our lives honestly reflects our heart mm-hmm. Ansel is not your average Chaucer he's going to actually understand that witches aren't bad Coco and Lou they're not bad people mm-hmm. they don't want to take lives they actually hate it yeah Read as you are going to probably explain a thought long, for I a very them. long time one way but then comes to learn something else. And that's literally, I said yes. He was taught
1: wrong-ish. Okay. <laughs> I said ish because Okay, so obviously we, we've kind of mm-hmm. drawn on the fact that he was an orphan. Yeah. And when he was helped out by the Archbishop Because it doesn't necessarily say he was adopted by any means. He wasn't
0: adopted, no. The church took him in. The church
1: raised him. Okay, So he was raised by the archbishop.
0: He was found in the dumpster. Yeah. He was literally
1: found in a dumpster. That's, like, so sad. Literal dumpster, baby. Um, he, he doesn't just give his all to the church because of the archbishop. He, he legitimately gets so deep into religion. And that's mm -hmm. how he lives his life. He, he doesn't curse. He doesn't drink. He, yeah. does, he doesn't He does do all of the things because the Bible says that's not a holy way to live your life. And I don't think that he wants to be holy to be better than anyone. No. He wants to be holy to be a good person. Yeah. So he follows what the archbishop says and he follows what the Bible says. I mean, that's one of the only books that he was allowed, th- that he had in his room that he was allowed to read. I mean, I know we get to it later and we will. <laughs> don't worry. But he reads the Bible and he can quote the Bible. And he that's how he lives his whole life. So I yeah. do I don't think that Reed is bad or wrong mm-hmm. per se mm-hmm. but he he followed it too strictly because he, in the beginning, he he keeps quoting the thou shall not, shall not suffer a witch to live mantra. Right, right. And is just so convinced that the Bible says that witches are bad, so witches are bad. The archbishop said that witches are bad, so witches are bad. There cannot be wiggle room. And it's very so black sedative. and
0: white. Yeah, it's very much like a young child where everything is black and white. You know, we're the good guys. They're the bad guys. They hurt people. Case in point, why we have the infirmary, you yes. know, like, and we're working to make a like sedative that'll stop witches so we can make sure that they are humanely removed well and then on top of that i mean look at it from the other way the
1: witches are teaching their kids the exact same thing because until lou got away Mm -hmm. lou was also raised Chaucers are bad humans are bad everything is bad royal family's bad and then uh, later you get to meet Ooh, what's the prince's name i don't remember you get to meet the prince and he doesn't suck either okay i mean he's a little bit of like a entitled arrogant preppy boy but he's not a bad person you know what i mean like, well we actually doesn't...
0: we only get one full scene with him you two no we get we get one we you get one when, he hits when on they're... lou and then he hits on coco
1: well yeah but then he's in the woods with them too he actually goes on the rescue
0: mission no he doesn't
1: yes he does girl no we'll that's argue bass. About that later anyway
0: that's bass
1: bass does not go on the rescue mission yes with he does oh my
0: god we're gonna talk about this later anyway
1: um, but both sides are teaching their kids to hate the other side, so you can't necessarily be mad at them because that's that's just how that they were raised. You know what I mean? Mm. But I think both sides want what's best, even Morgan, who I think is awful. She still wants what's best because she wants all of her, all of the people underneath her to stop suffering at the hands of the Chaucers. Now, does she do it in a bad way? Yes. Does Mm -hmm. she hurt innocent people? Yes. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, so is the other side. The Chaucers are out there hunting down witches, and some of them are bad, for sure. You see that in the beginning. Some Mm -hmm. of them are just torturing people for no reason. But there are also very good witches out there that aren't doing that, and they're killing innocent witches. Mm Mm-hmm. So, anyway, but back to read. Despite Lou framing him, mm-hmm. despite him being forced into a marriage, even though he was in love with, is it Cecile? Is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he was with a girl, couldn't be with a girl anyway, but he's still in love with her. So, mm-hmm. despite all of that, despite how their relationship starts off, and despite how bad Lou is treating him, mm-hmm. The first thing that he said to her, and I'm qu- I'm para- paraphrasing because mm-hmm. I was stupid and I didn't write down the page, but okay. no man will ever touch you like that again. And he yeah. doesn't mean in a sexual way. He literally means, like, she's got scars all over her body and he assumes that they're from men. And some of them are. Some of them yeah, are from no, Andre. Yeah, yeah. But he looked at her. He goes, you're my wife now. Mm-hmm. And I don't care that we were forced into this marriage. No one will ever hurt you again. And I was just immediately like and i think that's also why i got jamie vibes from um yeah
0: i can see that just, now just that because you're... like he did the
1: same thing they were also forced into a marriage and he also was just like i know neither of us wanted this but but this is how it's going down. i'm going to protect you with my life yeah and i literally like my my thing just says oh my god yes with hearts i don't know what you're pointing to okay
0: for for our audience, I'm proving that the prince never there. I grabbed Blue and ducked behind the altar. Ansel and Boo, Do you, Bo, Bo. Who's the prince. No, that's not the prince. Bass is her best
1: friend that was in the
0: um,
1: that was in the dungeon, and then she released him. You remember all that? He did the he did the robbery with her and no. all that other stuff. No, no, Bo no. Bo no, was no. the prince. No, it's not. Yes, he is.
0: Then why the hell is he at a
1: brothel? Well, because he's friends with Coco, it's go, it's going to show that even within the royal family, mm-hmm. I thought it was the friend that because they then escaped. at the at the very end, and I know we're getting ahead, and we'll explain it later. Sorry for this weird spoiler that's out of order, but mm-hmm. in the end, Madame La is saying that I'm going to go talk to the mm-hmm. king, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm sure my mom's really going to like that," because remember she. Did the thing with the Yeah, and no, and the I prince knew prince that. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, it was Bo that was with him. I mean, I'm not trying to gloat. I'm just
0: saying. No, You're... I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out because I don't think. I didn't think it was the prince. I thought it was Bass. I really well, I mean, did. there are two
1: males that are kind of arrogant and cocky. Because, start, but no, but he knows Lou. That's the thing. Like, he, he, he knows knew, Lou. He knew Coco. I, and I'm assuming that maybe they. I know he knows Coco, but mm. I didn't get the sense that he knew Lou like that. That was just my take No, on. you're right. Bass is the person at the beginning, so then. Yeah, and I, I want to say the last time
0: we hear from Bass is when she lets him out lets of the dungeon. she lets him out of the dungeon, maybe. Okay, well, maybe then I, I really was confused and I didn't understand why. That would be confusing. Yeah, no. Now I'm confused and now I have to go run back through the book because I could have sworn. Bo was not the prince, but I think you're right and I am wrong. It's okay. But it no, happens no. to the best of us. How many times have I been wrong? Well, so many. So many. But see here's the thing. Bass made it sound like or no. Bo Bo made it sound like he was Bass. Well, and I know that at one point Reed pretended to be Bass when they were
1: out in public. When he went out um, on their date as not a Chaucer, Mm. and he didn't wear his jacket, and then they go into the sweet shop, and she introduces him as Bass. Yeah, just so that they can sneak around and nobody's, like,
0: causing issues. No, I agree with you on that
1: one, too. Anyway, but, like, I just absolutely love Reed, and I have a note underneath it that it was like, yes, both are raised to hate the other one and to Mm -hmm. fight the other one. But both obviously overcome this, and they save each other, both physically and mentally, multiple
0: times throughout the book. I will go where you go. I will stay where you stay. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's not worthy things,
1: guys. If that doesn't like send you chills, so like they they start they start to they start to have feelings for each other, and they under like they understand just each from other. talking to each other because yeah. they both realize right away like you had a bad childhood, so did I. You have lots of scars. So do I. Like, you don't know your parents. And then she's like, so do I, even though she did, but like
0: she, uh, she knew of mom, one yeah. parent. She didn't know who her dad was. Um, and you know, it it was like I love the build up, like all of that build up that she did for
1: them was like But when he hands her the book, I think that that is their big turning point. Because, oh, the bodice ripper? <laughs> yes. Lou is like I I, I am so tired of this. I've read all the freaking books that you have in here. And then she throws him a copy of basically, like, How to Burn a Witch 101. <laughs> and she's like, this was a real page turner. <laughs> like, and she's just making jokes about it. And he hands her a book that he has secretly hidden away. And mm-hmm. it's a romance. Mm-hmm. And. She makes jokes about it. She makes jokes of, like, is there is there, like, a real, like, bodice ripper sex scene in there? And it's he's, normally like, normally towards the back. And he's like, no, no. And then they. They have, like, an honest moment with each other. And then, like, before he leaves the room, he's like, there is a little steamy scene right in the middle, though. Like
0: <laughs> <And> she <laughs>, laughs out loud and goes, I knew it! <laughs> um, but let's talk steamy scenes. Ugh. I I would love to talk with you about some steamy scenes. Because when I gave you, I, I read the book first. I finished yes. first. And then I gave her my copy. I was like, let me know when you get to this page and number. And I couldn't, because I was reading it at
1: work. So, it, <laughs> I mean, first of all, do you know how uncomfortable it is? To have to read that scene and then immediately have the kid go, Miss Curran, can you take me to the bathroom? (laughs) I don't want to think about you right now, kid. (laughs) (laughs) But just to get up there, they read the book, and then they start trying to to get together. They go on two dates. They go one night to a ballet, Mm -hmm. and then another night they just go out into... Um, the city and the city does not go well she gets attacked by Andre and Gru again and he's not there until it's almost too late but she ends up killing them yeah, Um, (laughs) and um, has to use witchcraft to do it Mm -hmm. and covers it up really quick by like throwing herself into an ash pit so that way she smells like smoke from a fire pit and then just (laughs) says you know they threw me there before I could kill them but I stabbed them both and um, Mm -hmm. when she had been going out she kept joking that I want a knife that's, I want a knife. You need to give me a knife so I can defend myself. And, like, after he does that, he takes, I want to say it was Andre's knife, the one that he tried to stab her with, mm-hmm. and he hands it to her. And he was just like, I, I don't remember what he said. but Merry the, Christmas! The, the way that he says it, though, was almost like a, I know you can handle yourself, and this knife maybe is, like, supposed to remind you that you can do that. You know, you can yeah. do this. And also, the bigger thing that he doesn't even have to say is, I fully trust you. Right. Because it, it, not just to handle yourself, but I trust you not to split my throat in the middle of the night. Like, yeah. I know that we have this connection now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're feeling Sherry and she's like, okay, he trusts me. I need to trust him. And she goes and shows him where she used to sleep, which was above the theater that they first met and
0: clashed at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the sex habits. <laughs> okay. We're we'll just going to pause real quick here. So, stupid Ashley, like, was like, it's a YA book. I literally thought this was YA. And then, like, as I'm reading it, they're saying the F-bomb. They're saying the A-word. Moo
1: cusses all the time on purpose just because she knows yeah. it bothers them.
0: So... I thought, honestly, I, I should have expected the sex scene, but for some reason, my dodo brain was like, they're not gonna do it. Yeah, there's a lot of cussing, but they'll probably just tease it and then I like move into the next day. Oh my goodness. Because
1: technically, I mean, this is YA, but it's written by Harper's teen. I don't know if you guys realize that, but like. There. I mean, we need to have a different discussion about that later. Right now, I really want to focus on the steaminess. <laughs> oh but, like, gosh. there needs to be a different discussion about what we are letting our children read. Uh, I'm not a child. I'm allowed to read this. But it should not be a part of Harper's thing
0: Okay. I, I, I'm just going to say, hot, tasteful, and got me happy. Right? Okay,
1: God. like, yes. It was, <laughs> like, buck nasty. But it wasn't buck nasty in a thing where I was like,
0: It was definitely what what Lou joked about. It's a bodice
1: ripper. Yes! But, like, they weren't... It wasn't like... Nasty words and talking no, about no, no, gross no. things. They were yelling at each other. It
0: wasn't like I was reading straight porn by any means. Like they don't ever say the word. They don't ever like give names to any sexual organs or anything like that. I think they mostly I think they called it his member. Yeah, <laughs> something like so. That. Like your typical adult romance, where actually will say like his sex or his. Yeah. <laughs> they'll they'll say the actual words for like the actual things. This is still true to like a young adult almost mm-hmm. to where you still get that sex scene. But they don't honestly like they don't say any of the actual like organs part, parts. But I think part of the reason it was so steamy
1: is just because of the chemistry between the two of them. It wasn't because they were having sex it was because like he was looking at her like she was the most beautiful thing and they're doing it outdoors on a rooftop
0: under the stars and like i don't know i i felt like, like this steamy... gripping her tight like he couldn't get any closer
1: yeah, to her like the, and it was the, like
0: the descriptions of what they're doing while isn't up to the adult romance level it's still pretty like
1: what page is that it? it's like
0: 390 gonna... something Do you guys want an interpretive reading? Oh, God. I think it's like 390-something. Here, let me... I
1: found it for you. It was
0: like 395. I'm on 393 right now. You can be two seconds.
1: Okay, so just as a little, little example. His eyes burned, pupils dilating, the blue around them hardly visible, as they took in my stomach, my breasts, my thighs. His fingers tightened on my hips possessively, but not tight enough. I wanted, no needed, him to press me tighter, hold me closer. You're so beautiful, he breathed. Shut up, Chas. My own voice came out in a gasp. I mean, tell me how, like, come on. That's not getting you, like, you don't have that whole picture in your head.
0: Oh, I got a lot of pictures in my head. All I'm saying
1: is they didn't have to say any nasty words, and my mind is already
0: there, okay? I think that has something there to say about how much romance that we read, though. But at yes. the same time, just from that, like, excerpt that you read, it's very tastefully done. Yes! you You still get that hot, sexy give me more wanting in that book but man i was so satisfied after that they didn't have to do anything else and i would have been 100 percent satisfied uh i was i was just ready i was ready for for that downhill spiral because literally after that scene it literally goes into part three of the book Mm -hmm. and you just know it's going to be no breaks you're going down that climax and it's all hands yes. on deck kind of moment and you're ready for it.
1: So after this they freaking love each other obviously and they, yeah. they're they're getting ready to be happy and then all hell breaks loose because the witches are back
0: and stuff's going down. I have to give them props for how they like dramatically like just show up that ye old sisters. I was like yeah. no one else is going to stop and go huh huh <sighs> That kind of
1: sounds witchy. Well, and don't don't forget when they come back that night, mm-hmm. John Luke is for some reason already suspecting that Lou is a witch. Yeah, or
0: that at John least, Luke has her number, or at
1: least she's hiding something real dark. Yeah, and him and Reed get into it, and even though jean Luke is definitely a douchebag, he's Reed's oldest friend. They mm. grew up as orphans together. They trained together, and but the
0: bishop chose Reed over John Luke because Reed was. Better than
1: John Luke. <laughs> well, I mean, based on how they get picked as Chaucer, so Reed explains later that the reason that him and John Luke are kind of like a frenemies is when there's only a hundred Chaucers at a time, yeah. and when one either retires or dies or whatever, there's a tournament basically yes. to see who wins, and it came down to him and John Luke, and Reed won. Yeah, and so the next year, Jean-Luc... One. Were, not the next year, but the next time one was open, yeah. John Luke won. so I mean, they're both qualified to be Chaucers, but Reed is better than John Luke
0: and John Luke resents him for it, so yeah. and Lou pretty much calls him out on that too. He's like this is what why Jean Luke is always getting your goat mm-hmm. pretty much, but I don't know why, for some reason, like all those flyers are running around. I'm like no one stop and like question, hmm, you know what? um ye olde sister for some reason has like a witch undertone to me we probably should go investigate the Wait, a random uh acting troupe that
1: we didn't expect to come is just randomly here and they want to perform for the archbishop specifically and they want all the chaucers here this doesn't seem suspicious at all like come on now no
0: i mean it's a and then, I mean, that that kind of wasn't that big. I mean, we could have probably guessed it's going to be the Le Leblancs, mm-hmm. Coven. Oh, I knew what was happening as soon as. Oh, I mean, did, I knew it
1: happening a little bit, but halfway through, the mm-hmm. Archbishop realizes what's going on. Yeah,
0: because the story they're telling is rather scandalous. I know. Okay, so did you predict that twist um, at all, or did about you... halfway
1: through? I didn't. I didn't predict what they ended up saying. Because the story they're telling is that the archbishop fell in love with a woman. Mm -hmm. And then that woman ended up being a witch. Yeah, (laughs) And uh, oopsie daisy. Mm -hmm. He didn't just fall in love with her. He had relations with her. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't you know it, he has a kid. And everyone loses their minds when they're hearing this. And at one point the archbishop literally just leans over to Lou because she's watching with him. Mm -hmm. And he was like, don't leave my side. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Do not leave my side. And so at that point, he's admitting, I know who you are, too. Like, yeah. I, I, Look.
0: I didn't see, I, I guess that Morgan was her mom, like, right off the bat. Oh, we, we knew, yeah. What I didn't guess is, is that the, the archbishop, archbishop <laughs> was her dad. Yes. I literally, like, as the Ye old Sisters is playing out, and it's, like, telling the story of the archbishop and Morgan – I'm just like, no. No way. Not happening. And like, that gives a whole new look on his like fight and almost war against the witches, is more or less because he got tricked by the witch. He was heartbroken and he led a
1: whole army because he got his heart broken. Like, that is so, that's petty, bro. It is petty. petty. But it is very, very petty. He found out later that he had a kid, mm-hmm. and so, like, he was searching everywhere for her, and it, he made it seem like... He
0: wanted Lou in his
1: life, but even, I don't think that's what that was. Well, I mean, I think that he was conflicted. I think he wanted to know who his daughter was, or his child. I don't know if he specifically knew it was a daughter, but mm-hmm. I think he learned that later, but in the beginning, yeah. I don't know if he knew that. Um, But he, he started searching, and the way he made it seem was i wouldn't have let her roam about freely but i wouldn't have put her to death almost like i just would have kept her as a prisoner or something Mm it's kind of how he was making it sound yeah and like he wouldn't been able to physically kill her yeah he wouldn't have been able to bring himself to which brings a whole other point then is every witch bad like that Mm -hmm. witch is your blood and you claim to be a very holy man so like
0: yes no i don't know i don't know Uh, I didn't see Reed being a bastard of the king, and that his mother was, um... Madame LaBelle. Madame LaBelle. I didn't see that one at all. I I feel like there's a lot of things in this book that I would just, like, I should have seen, like,
1: hints of it. And no one tells him this, by the way. Lou figures it out. She literally... Looks at him, looks, looks at, at Ma- her.
0: Madame LaBelle, and then looks back at, and like, the
1: similarity in their eyes. Is do, you, like, do you remember the Old Spice commercials where he's like, look at me, now look at your man, now look at me, <laughs> yes. now look back at your man. That's all I pictured as <laughs> She was giving that
0: description. I was like, Gosh. <laughs> now my hand has diamonds. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what was wrong with me. I was just like, there were so many twists and turns and things that, you know were so much teased Mm -hmm. at the beginning but they were so subtly teased yes that i just hats off to this author and like doing a wonderful job at doing the build and then getting to that climax and then just like all right y'all here we go this is gonna be great so speaking of here we go the witches attack (laughs) okay
1: they get over with their play and they just start Mm -hmm. messing everything up Mm -hmm. and they capture lou well before they capture lou though Lou proves that she's a witch. Yeah. She's trying she to saves, fight them off.
0: She saves Ansel's and Reed's lives.
1: And Reed literally has to look at her and he's like, Lou, I'm losing. You know how I feel about witchcraft. like, And I, I he basically tells her I hate you. Yeah. He's like, but we need to defeat her right now. Mm-hmm. And so Lou is too weak to move physically and he just doesn't have magic. So she literally she basically enchants his body to be able to fight. And at least his life is spared in that moment. But after that, he's like... He, he denounces her. He denounces her and literally says, you are not my wife. and Which I, breaks her heart. And I love how they did it, though, because the whole time she's thinking, where you go, I'll go. And then right after that, she hears, uh, you are not my wife. Yeah.
0: And I'm like, oh, no, no, Reed, don't say it, no. <laughs> no I, I, I literally, like, I, I even as a reader felt like my heart got ripped out of my chest. I was like... You, you, uh And then I was like, I swear to God, if it is not Reed's point of view immediately after this, I'm going to be so pissed. Thank you, Shelby, for making the well, next they to, chapter. Yeah. They didn't have to. Because she could Lou- have literally ran to Lou, and it could have been Lou getting chased and captured by Morgan LeBlanc's coven, and yeah. Lou having getting dragged out. Of, no, instead of doing that whole route, which is, would be such a typical route I feel like they just like. end it with Lou leaving and they, then
1: going straight to Yeah Lee.
0: and then they immediately flip back to Reed and Ansel and Reed's like this is why I had to do what I had to do and Ansel pretty much calls him out this is bullshit you know it's bullshit you're you're basically damning her to her own death you might as well just go b- build your wife's pyre right there yeah. and and get ready to blaze her up because and he you just keeps that.
1: saying, there's no such thing as a good witch. She was she was tricking me the whole time. That's all they do. And Anzo called him out on that, too. And he was like, you have to know that that's BS. That was not fake love. He mm-hmm. goes, I understand that I'm only 16, but I, I saw that. Yeah. That was real love. And you claim that a witch can't love anyone. She loved you and you loved her quit Mm -hmm. lying to yourself about it and he goes and obviously you can love a witch because the archbishop fell in love
0: with her mom and that was what started all of this like i feel like ansel is basically the reader in that moment yelling at the character yeah he he is our our essence within that book and basically telling reed like go fuck yourself man yes this no this is not okay we have to go after her and i mean they do eventually Go after her. But only after she's already been
1: kidnapped by her coven. Yeah.
0: Which, I mean, okay. So, the scene in the tavern then, where, like, he finds out that Ansel knew before him, and he, like, blows up about that. And he finds out about his mom being a witch. Witch. And And he blows up about that. That's why he was
1: put in a dumpster, because apparently...
0: H- male H-
1: witches do not have powers is what they are led to believe so the the children of witches if they're females are raised within the coven and males are usually killed Madame labelle or discarded yeah madam labelle was able to work it out to where she just discarded him in a or she gave him to morgan and morgan put him in a dumpster because remember when he sees Morgan later, she goes, I should have thrown you over the cliffs.
0: Right. No. So, no. I, I understood it differently. And maybe, I, again, I just misinterpreted what was happening is that she had her, uh, Madame Tybalt had her lucid affair with the king mm-hmm. and conceived Reed. Yes. Tybalt and Blanc were BFFs. But then Blanc caught Tibolt with the king and threw the biggest bitch fit in the world and threw him out. And then when Tabult had the baby, Blanche pretty much snatched it up. Because Tabult goes on to say, I, I never knew what my son looked like. I don't know yes. what he is. Yeah,
1: no, I, I agree with that. Yeah, so because Madame LaBelle also didn't live within the coven. She obviously lived in the city. With, uh, she got kicked, kicked out of the
0: coven. The covenant because of what she did with the, with king. the king. yes. And because of LeBlanc bon- Le having the biggest bitch fit in the world. Yes, but, um, so he
1: finds out that he is the son of a witch and, like, and obviously... And the bastard of a king. Even, yeah, even if he was still holding on to reservations about the whole witchcraft thing at that point, that basically shatters it for him. Because, yeah. like, he knows how he's been living his life. Like,
0: he's not a bad person. So, like... I just thought it was really great, like, to see him have that meltdown where he's, like, he just loses it in that five minutes. He's like, did everybody fucking know about my wife before me? Did everybody fucking know about my parents before me? Well, God fucking damn it, because I can't fucking do it. I
1: remember texting you because I read almost the entire book at work, and I had, like, maybe – I don't know, four or five chapters left yeah. at home. Mm-hmm. And I just remember texting you, I'm at home and I'm gonna finish the book and like five minutes later I'm like, Oh my god, did Bree just cuss? Oh my god. Like No, <laughs> no, just, like he just
0: like loses his shit and just like lets it all fly and I'm just like let it okay. out, man. Let it out. Let I understand out. because that
1: at that point, Reed is me. At that point, <laughs> yeah. if I had lived my whole life and then found out later it was a lie, and mm-hmm. then found out that my husband was missing, and then found out that everyone knew everything was going <laughs>
0: wrong before I did, the first word out of my mouth is going to be "fuck." Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's <because> me. <laughs> no, I, I really did. I loved that, and I'm thinking. I like that most of the book at the part three of the book is through Reed's eyes because parts one and two are mainly heavily through Lou's Mm -hmm. perspective. So I thought it was really great that Shelby took the time to basically go, "Okay, part three, we're going to see it all through Reed," Mm -hmm. because we need to we need to be able to connect with Reed. Well, yes, we were able to kind of connect to him. We were more focused on Lou no, we're really going to connect with Reed. We're really going to feel empowered. because I mean, Speak for
1: yourself. I
0: connected with Reed very
1: well. So, oh, well.
0: As I sit here fanning myself. Mm. Um, so,
1: <clears throat> Lou is taken. She's kidnapped. Yeah. So, she's paralyzed. She can't fight back. She can't do anything. And uh, the group is getting together. So, Coco brings uh, Madame LaBelle, Reed, and Beau, the prince. She brings them all together, and she's like, hey... This is what we need to do. And surprisingly, even Bo is like, Yeah,
0: sure, I'll be there. Like, whatever. See, and then that's what kind of threw me for a loop because it doesn't make any sense. I will agree with you there. That's one why of the reasons he I should took a couple be there. I honestly would think
1: off. it would, I thought it should be Bass. It really should have been Bass. Well, I think Bass was done. I mean, Bass abandoned her in the beginning. This is true. And then as soon as he got out, he still didn't get her any help. And mm. she, you know, he had no reason to believe that she was safe. Mm. Being with those Chaucers, Bass showed his colors from the beginning. Yes, he loved Lou, but he loved the idea of Lou. He didn't actually love her like Reed did. Reed, yes, he messed up and he mm. was like, You're not my wife, but he immediately no. forms a search party and risks his life. Mom, to go no, save no, no. Coco. Well, okay. Coco forms the search, search party, party, but Reed. Reed shows up. Reed's there. Okay. Bass <laughs> didn't do anything. Yeah. So, but. Uh, so, they, they form a search party to go get her because <laughs> Madame LaBelle is explaining to them that she won't be sacrificed for the next three days because it they want to be. do it on this big holiday, which I can't pronounce even if I wanted to, so I'm not even going to try. It,
0: it's basically their coven's Mother's Day. Mother's Day, which is also on the
1: winter solstice. Yes. So, they have a few days. They get a search party going, and there's actually a couple different search parties going. There's her... There's the Chaucers, led by John Luke, yeah. which is not good because yeah. he just wants to kill everyone, including Lou. Yeah. And at this point, he also wants to kill Reed. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not at this point. I that's no. Well, you're wrong. jumping ahead. You're jumping, jumping ahead. ahead. Um, but Madame La explains to them that they're not going to be able to find it because unless a witch shows you the entrance, to a this place, witch,
0: yeah. you're not going to find it. Yeah. because they had a whole argument. Of, why? Why do we need you? We have Coco. We don't need another witch. Yeah. And Coco's like, I don't know where the fucking chateau yeah. is.
1: That's not <laughs> my people. Like, and then that was one of my favorites. Reads like, wait, you're not all the same. And she
0: was like, No, <laughs> you no. asshole. Like, <laughs> like it's like one of those, get your head out of your ass. Right. Why do you think we're all the same? Well, because because he was raised way. No, so true, true, true.
1: So, um, anyway, they get they get there. Mm-hmm. They sneak in. Yep. Because Coco. Or, no, Madame LaBelle disguises their identities. Yeah. Even though they're still men. They
0: morph their faces.
1: Yes. Uh, To make themselves look like male escorts, which are very welcome Mm -hmm. in a coven full of women and then they get in there and she just says okay i have some stuff to do to get ready wait for my signal and then leaves but she doesn't even tell them what the signal is right so they get in there and they wait and they see that lou is up there mm-hmm. and finally reed can't wait anymore because they're literally about to sacrifice her and as he jumps up
0: to try to save her all these chaucers bust in well because Tabolt dies first remember before she even slices. I thought they all came in at the same time. No. And then Morgan kills uh, Madame LeBelle. Cha-
1: while the Chaucers are shooting at things. Because then the Chaucers. To be
0: truthful, I had to reread the fight scene two times. Because only- it just, it moved too
1: fast. How I interpret it is that...
0: It just moved too fast. I couldn't keep up. I Reed, had to reread read. Reed it. is getting
1: ready to go to the stage, and all of a sudden someone whispers something to Morgan, and she was like, oh, really? And she brings Madame Labella on stage because yes. they had captured her. Yes. Then she realizes, hey, that's Reed. That's, that's He's in disguise. He's wanting Lou a little too bad, so she brings him up too. Mm-hmm. Reed, at the last minute, stabs Madame LaBelle because no. yes, because he remembers, remember he's, he says that he sees the cord Because Lou is being sacrificed and he sees her blood slipping away. He killed the Archbishop. Was he the Archbishop? Yeah. The Archbishop. Oh, You're so right. Which means the Chaucer's had to be there first.
0: The Chaucer's storm after Blanche kills. She's right. This does go
1: very fast. It's very hard to remember. It's so.
0: I'm not not joking. I I read it twice over just because I got to the point where Madame Tavolt gets stabbed by Blanche because of their beef. She gets ready to, um, slice Lou. She, she does actually slice Lou. Yes. LaBelle was stabbed first, then Lou, and then the
1: Archbishop is on the stage. Why? I don't remember why.
0: So, the Archbishop was originally captured before then, okay. because he branches off from John Luke's party, trying to find LeBlanc. Okay. Um, and because he actually already knows where the chateau is, because of how LeBlanc already showed it to him at yeah. one time or another. So he's already pre-captured. Reed goes to try to kill LeBlanc, and one of LeBlanc's, like, second-in-commands, like, brings out the Archbishop and goes, yes. Don't you dare do what you do or I'll kill him.
1: And... Then the Chaucers bust in, because yes. they see it just in time, because they're about to sacrifice Lou, and all of a sudden he sees a cord. Reed sees a cord. And that's what Lou has always described... I mean, not to read, but that's what Lou has always described as, like when she's casting a spell, she sees a pattern or a cord, and then she pulls on it to to bring things close, you know. And Reed sees that same thing, and the cord is literally directing him from Lou to the knife, to the archbishop. to the Archbishop, Bishop. and he was like, "Okay." I feel because Coco had explained it something. Her, her, you have to give something up in order to yes. get it. So he gives up the man that he has loved, his only only person other than Lou he's ever loved,
0: to save to Lou, save Lou. Lou,
1: and it works, which is crazy because it shouldn't. Because according to even the witches, males don't have powers at all. No, um, so
0: they actually end up like. But the Chaucers see this and they see him kill the Jean-Louis, archbishop. Yeah, and then sees everything breaks sees Reed kill the archbishop. So they have to run for their lives. So. Um, Coco grabs Madame Tobolt, Reed grabs Lou, Ansel and Boo are like singing a bar song and like to try to distract the witches. Like, Boo literally strips down
1: naked and sings Big it's Titty Ansel. Litty.
0: That's Ansel. That's
1: Ansel? I thought it was Bo. I reread it just right there. That
0: Ansel literally starts stripping and saying Big Titty Litty. Because in the
1: beginning, when Ansel is first assigned to Lou, she makes a joke about how if she really wanted to distract someone, she would just strip down naked and sing Big Titty Litty. And so (laughs) that makes so much more sense now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, no – I don't know. I did you read? Did you read it in one sitting, like that whole scene, and understand it all? Because I couldn't. I didn't know. Because obviously I didn't. Because I didn't even know what order it was happening in. It went yeah. so
1: fast. Which there's a part of me that appreciates that
0: because I, I bet it. the actual
1: scene would have gone very fast oh, and yeah. been very
0: hard to follow too. No, I I agree. But I took off points, man. If I have to reread something just to understand what the frick is going on, yes. maybe your timing was off. But anyway, they're they're able to escape, mm-hmm.
1: um, and they're able to get back to their encampment, which Madame LaBelle and Coco had, like, cloaked earlier, yes. so they're able to kind of... And cloak, and then Coco saves Madame LaBelle's life. Yes, and then Lou wakes up, and um, obviously all is well with them, and then mm-hmm. Coco says, you guys can come with my coven. I've already asked my aunt. And they were like, well, how is your aunt going to be able Who's to protect us yeah. from Morgan? And she says that my aunt... Is the witch La... I'm going to say Voisin. V-O-I-S-I-N.
0: It's not like like a a horror. Voisin. Voisin. Um,
1: Yeah. Um, And I was like, okay, well, Morgan Le Fay was like really well-known witch. Like, who is this La uh, Voisin supposed to be? Uh, La Voisin was Catherine Monvoisin, who was a French fortune teller who kind of was really good at poisoning people. So she came up with different poisons, and she would give them to women in the town to protect them from their um, abusive husbands. And then, blood is she realized how good she was at doing it. So she started killing off members of the aristocracy Hmm. with her poisons. And then they found out that it was her, and they called her a witch, and then they killed her. Killed her, her. Um, and she was killed in 1682. So she she kind of got her fame. It says between 1677 and 1682, and okay. so my guess is since she's already known mm-hmm. at this point, it mm-hmm. will have to have been at least 1677 in this. Time I believe period.
0: you. I believe you a hundred percent. I I just no joke. Wild wildest ride I've ever done, read it in a week, you read it in two days. So So my my only
1: question really in reading this book mm-hmm. was at first, was this really an enemies to lovers trope? It meets yeah, it, yeah. it it meets all the criteria. Don't get me wrong, okay? It has to have a fly ideology that needs to be challenged. Mm -hmm. It has to have a bad first impression or a rivalry. Mm -hmm. Something that escalates their hatred for one another. Yes. But then something that forces them to interact or more specifically to compete. Yes. From there, they need to have at least one if not two shared moments of vulnerability. Yes. Where they then develop a love. Yes. Then they have to have something bad that trashes it and brings it back to a rivalry. Heck yes. And then they need to make up and it needs to live happily ever after, okay? Which I
0: honestly think I mean it's not a honest to God, happily ever after. They're both safe, they're both happy. Yes. It's as happily ever after as you can get it. But
1: here's my issue. Okay. These ideologies that need to be challenged are usually based on insignificant issues. For example, Mm. it could be like, um, I don't know. She she didn't like uh she didn't like his baseball team. Or um he grew up on the east side and she grew up on the west side and they're just bad hombres, like whatever. Their difference is that he literally was taught that she deserves to die. Like, I'm sorry, is that not too big of a difference to overcome? What? Like I would not it doesn't matter for me, even if he had um you know, been nice to me or whatever, or shared a moment of vulnerability with me, mm-hmm. I'm still going to remember that he thinks I'm supposed to be dead right now. So I just, I really couldn't get over that part. Even though I think that it still checks off all the
0: boxes for
1: See, an enemies I'm okay to lovers with that. trope.
0: I don't think it should be minor. I don't think, I think the minor thing is just, if it is minor, and that's something that they disagree upon, check it off. On this one, though, I don't, I don't see the issue with it. I, it's still something that they, they disagree on. I, ideologies they are separate on. True. Through acts throughout the book, they meet the criteria. I'm gonna say this is a, an enemies to lovers, and I'm gonna say I need more. Oh no, I agree with you, and I do <clears throat> agree. I just
1: there's a small part of me, and that's one of the point ten mm-hmm. percent or whatever that I took off of my score, mm-hmm. is only because that's too big of a red flag for me. Like, really. The fact that someone thinks I don't deserve to live, yeah, that's like too big to overcome for me. Like that, and that—that's just my opinion. So, like I said, overall, I got a four point six. Okay. I thought that there were a couple of cheesy moments. Um, I was surprisingly not a fan of Reed cussing as much as he did in the end, mm-hmm. only because I make it it to me that makes it seem like he's just. I feel I'm, like he's. I'm I don't even care anymore. Like, I'm just going to be bad like Lou. Like, even though I don't think ideology- it was like—I
0: don't think it has to do with I want to be bad like Lou. I think it's one of those—the man's on a—is on a breaking point. His whole life is getting flipped upside down. The glass is being shattered. I, I think it has more to do with what do you do when everything you were told in your life is— Either a incorrect or b just flat out wrong, you're you're gonna just break down, and I feel like Reed broke down. And then the last bit of the book is us seeing him try to pull the pieces back together because he does talk to to Bolt at the end, and he does explain to her, "Look, this happened. I saw a gold cord that connected between Lou and the Archbishop, and in a like, oh my God, this changes everything. I know, and and it does in." She she basically basically and I feel like that's going to be something that in book two we're going to see hopefully more of is the explanation of we were wrong about our sons this entire time you know and is this going to be something that
1: he sticks with is this something that he can only use in emergency situations or is he always mm. going to be able
0: to access the cords now like you don't we don't yeah, know we, we don't so know anything. things and yeah. I, that's why I said what I took off of is the weird opening I didn't like that I didn't like how ambiguous. Uh, until finding out that Lou and Coco were witches, mm-hmm. I didn't like that, and I definitely didn't like the fact that I had to stop in the middle of a fight scene and, be like, and Wait, go what's happening? and go back <laughs> and reread something. And that's what, honestly, I took a full point off or half a point off. Those are key things where you're like, yeah, they're not good, but that doesn't tarnish the whole book. It just kind of takes away from a perfect scenario, almost like. That that was my issue, and that's why I gave it the rating I did. I still call it a friend's deliverer.
1: Look, regardless of all those little nitpicky things, because, like, I feel like as, as book reviewers, as mm-hmm. part of this podcast, we have to get nitpicky about certain things. Yeah. But, guys, this book was just. Oh, my gosh. Yes. yes. I, oh, my God, it's so good. And I'm serious. I'm going to go read the second book. Like, we'll We're gonna talk go. about that more next week, but, like, that's definitely on my TBR list now.
0: Good, I'm and glad. Immediately, immediately. I'm glad that we start off this, this year with a bang. Ashley nailed it. She's Woo-hoo! officially one for one in 2021. I didn't mean oh. for that to rhyme, but it did, and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, any further closing, closing, closing remarks or? I want a movie. I I want a well-done movie, okay?
1: Yeah. Let's be very specific about that, and I would like
0: uh, for Sam Hewen to play... <laughs> Uh, okay. You know, I'm okay with that. Please, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. If we're going to start picking people for, for, um, for characters, I gotta remember that lady's, uh, name. Um, she played, um, she's in The Crown right now. I can't remember her name. I don't know. I mean, I could see it as Lou and, I probably would be okay with it mm-hmm. but i'm i'm trying to see lou and um what's that guy's name i forgot what his name was which one uh your jamie love uh sam yeah yeah i, I can't really i don't them. know if i see the chemistry there no but like separately i like that yeah i would have to say you'd you'd have to have somebody that would be able to offset him because he's very charismatic and reed is very charismatic mm-hmm. do you know who i see as madame la though who? Um, Did you ever watch Supernatural? Huh. Yeah. Rowena? No.
1: Oh, God. Okay, so she's this, first of all, she has a thick Scottish accent, so she would have to get rid of that. There's no way that that would work for this. Mm-hmm. But she plays, I, I, she plays a witch or somebody Supernatural in uh-huh. almost everything I've ever seen her in. Mm-hmm. Um, And she's got bright, blazing red hair. And I'm just like. What's the actress that
0: plays Lestrange? Oh, um, yeah, Helena Bonham Carter. I see her as Blanche. I can see her I, as blonde. I don't.
1: I know this is gonna sound very, very mean, and I don't mean it to. Mm. I see Morgan Le Fay having way more sex appeal than Helena Bonham Carter. I feel is capable. I think she's of sexy. I
0: don't. I. I don't know. I don't know. I think she could. She could jazz it up. I just I, the the crazy sexy is what I'm I'm picturing, and she does crazy sexy very very well. Oh, I'm sure she would.
1: Everything I see her in though is like, just crazy, not sexy, just crazy. Mm-hmm. So like I, I feel like I would need to see her in something more in a sexual. Okay. Not in a sexual, but like in a, I'm a, I'm the bomb. dot com. Yeah, men drool at my feet. Type yeah. Of.
0: No, I, I get you. I get you.
1: I feel like we should talk about that next episode. We should come up with a list and just be like, hey, for those of you guys that listened to our first episode, here's our list of who we want. <laughs> who do you guys want? Okay. Tweet at
0: us, please. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll be it then. So tune in for our February TBR. Yeah. While we go over the list of Hollywood awesomeness to see who <laughs> will fit the bill. But I'm Ashley. I'm Megan. And this is and Wine and Dine. Dine.